0: Hey, he's Jake and I'm Matt and welcome to Patch Chat, the UK's best New England
1: Patriots podcast.
0: Hey guys, how's it going? And welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat. I have a very special guest. There is no Jake with me on this one, but I have a very, very special guest. Um, you'll know him better as Pat's Cap on Twitter, but his real name is Miguel Benzan. How's it going, Miguel?
1: Doing all right. Doing all right. Having a great day. Taking a, have the day off because it's Martin Luther King Day.
0: I did see that on um, Twitter. Yeah, it's it's not something we celebrate over here um but good to see it's recognized uh, um with you guys over there for sure yes so uh, yes it is. yeah so if anyone's not familiar with Miguel um I don't know how you wouldn't be he, he is the top specialist for the Patriots, shall we say um as most people would like to call him you know um your recent episode with um, Evan Lazar was a, a good listen. If you've not listened to that, yeah, I would urge anyone to check it out. And of course, he's, you're also a regular with uh, with Mike on Locked On Patriots as well, aren't you?
1: Yes, I am. I'm usually on there on Fridays, fiscal Fridays. Um, but I, I just I usually on Fridays. But I mean, whenever he, he wants me to go on, I go on. <laughs> <laughs> I love being I love being on Mike's show. Yeah,
0: it's a, I mean. It's, god bless him he's he's got a lot of work to do putting in five shows a week even though they are maybe only 30 or 40 minutes long it must take a a heck of a lot of work and to have yourself oh my
1: gosh every day and then he does a radio show with ian glendon in the morning unbelievable Yeah. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah busy busy man but um more about yourself i think we should um get into really um Have you been watching the playoffs over the weekend? I assume you have been. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I watch all the football. I watch all the football. Um, except, except yesterday, I I missed the ending of the um of a game because my mother yesterday was my mother-in-law's birthday, so we had to drive around and pick up food because we went, you know, to eat for dinner. So I was just watching, listening to the um, end of the watching the on my smartphone the ending of the of the bills chiefs game i've been watching game. i mean i I really didn't um there weren't any like hey this is you really want to watch a uh great back and forth game the entire playoffs but it is you know what i'm saying It, it doesn't it doesn't help the two of the best quarterbacks in the game leave the game because of injury (laughs) you <laughs> know, saying Lamar and, and Patrick Holmes, Mahomes leaving the game because of injury, that didn't Yeah,
0: help. definitely. And it, it obviously affected the Ravens to the point that they've gone out of the playoffs, and I'm not sure that what the protocols will be if uh, Mahomes makes it for next weekend. But if he doesn't yeah. make it, then it's a huge, huge ask of Chad Henney to go in there as the starter for uh, in the AFC Championship and, you know, take them on to the big
1: dance, isn't it? it's like yeah oh my gosh that'd, that'd be crazy <laughs> so see you... what happens i was like and everybody's gonna be a medical like med- everyone's a doctor on twitter and you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just like everyone's a cap specialist but they're not uh, they just need to come to you and then everything Oh, <laughs> <laughs> something like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um i'm correct and say i think you're you're based
1: in connecticut is that right Yes, I, I live in Connecticut. Yes. I was yeah. born, you could tell, probably tell, I don't know, from my accent. I was born in Cambridge, Mass. I moved to Connecticut as an, one of my old jobs moved, closed an office in Massachusetts. They moved it to Connecticut, met my wife there, and I stayed, been living in Connecticut since then. Cool. So uh, I met my wife at, 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 a, at a job, at, my, at one, an old job, and then I met my wife and I stayed here. Yeah, that's
0: basically what, what I did with my wife. We used to work together as well. And uh, she used to be my hey, boss. Hey,
1: there you go. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. All right. People <laughs> did, we were just co-workers. People didn't know some people didn't even know we were married. We were didn't I'll never forget like uh, I saw a former co-worker like two years after I left the job and then she just they asked me out of the blue about Nancy and, and I said I married her. And they're like what? And then like they didn't even know the entire time that we were dating. That's <laughs> <It was> funny. <laughs> That's funny. You married your boss. That's funny.
0: Yep, yep. She was. um We used to work in a bar together, and she was the assistant manager. And I was. I started off. I came in as like not entry level because i'd work in other bars but you know entry level to that okay. one made it to supervisor was getting in uh, duty management doing shifts with her and then but we decided but we're out of the industry now and thank goodness because over here the bars have been open shut open shut and you know pretty much a lot of the people i
1: know that are still in the industry have been
0: on furlough for months so no thank wow. you
1: yeah, yeah yeah i've been lucky uh My wife and I have been lucky. None of us have been, neither one of us has been furloughed during this pandemic. I work in um, IT for an insurance company. So we weren't, um, we haven't, as far as I know, we haven't furloughed anyone. Um, We got, I work for a multinational company, over 50,000 employees, and we haven't furloughed anyone because of the pandemic. We've let go people, but they were because they closed the apartments. But, But that was going to happen anyways. For example, my team has has shrunk from like 40 people to 30 people. But that's just because of the, we just don't have the work to justify having 40 people.
0: Yeah, definitely. That was, um, I think that's happened all across the board as the uh, COVID has accelerated things, I think is the phrase that the companies like to use at the moment, isn't
1: it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Because certainly with my company, they've done the same. They shut a load of offices and departments and things and just sort of, oh, we're streamlining now instead of two years' time or whatever. And I was on um, furlough myself for four months last year. And then currently, I've just gone back onto furlough as of um, today. And that's why we've been able to jig this around and get this going for for this time of day. (laughs) Wow. I've been lucky. Yeah. So, but no, we're we're good because I get to watch uh, my daughter grow up over the last few months, and that I wouldn't because of if I'd been I'd have been at work otherwise. So uh, it's it swings and roundabouts a little bit. There is a bit of positivity as well. Cool. Um. But anyway, that's uh. You know the. It is Pat's chat, so I think we'll maybe speak a bit about the Patriots as well and get your expertise in a few things. Um, and before we oh. delve into the actual um, financial side of it a little bit with the actual cap space and things, I just wanted to get your take on what you thought of the actual season overall. Was it you know as much of a bust as you other people are saying it is or did you take some sort of positiveness, positivity out of it as well?
1: Oh, uh, um. I think they're going to go 10 and six and get the seventh playoff spot. So it was, they did worse than I expected. I was surprised that they had a, um, how much, because they had three spouses who are doctors and they live in Massachusetts, and they're based in the base Massachusetts, which is known for its hospitals. I was surprised how much COVID affected them. Um, I, didn't, I didn't expect that. I thought they would have an advantage and end up being a disadvantage for them. Mm. Um, there. To me, I the positive thing I took out of it, they went seven to nine with a t- back play. I don't. Um, listening to some other podcasts, I don't. Um, I think that's the this could be the nadir, the low point for the. For the Patriots going forward, I, th- I think they'll continue to to, to improve. Um, they, of course, they have to get a quarterback. But I, I just, I don't, I think 2020 will be seven and nine. I think the going forward would be their worst record.
0: Mm. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Oh, I, I would like to agree with that. <laughs> um, okay. A, I'm an, yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't I'm want to. Uh, I wouldn't want to see any less. That's for sure, definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just. Well, I, I'd be if he had pressed, It'd be had pressed for them to look at that season and not look in this top season and say, we we don't need to improve.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I I mean, (laughs) there were so many opt-outs at the start of the year and I think that threw them off and then obviously Cam got COVID as well. It's, it it just, as you say, it just all kind of trundled and had, on and amalgamated into something that you thought would actually possibly be an advantage in you know the way Bill is and his wily self and but it just totally flipped on its head and became a huge yeah. huge burden to them didn't it?
1: Yeah I th- I I guess I should have thought of like to get to ten and six they needed everything to a lot of things to go right. And I think a lot of things went wrong and they got to seven and nine.
0: Hmm. I mean to be fair I predicted ten and six as well and I think a lot of other people
1: <laughs> i don't mind it is what it is you're wrong you're wrong you gotta own up you gotta own up to it
0: yeah just uh as you say hold your hand up and take it because i i had the bills winning the division anyway but i thought it was only going to be by a game i thought they would be 11 and five and we'd be 10 and six and sneak oh. in that seventh spot i thought the same as you and but i mean the dolphins come out of nowhere and have just accelerated themselves at least a year ahead of where they projected as far as i'm concerned and okay the the Jets are the Jets, and but Robert Sala's in there now, so this could be a really interesting division going forward.
1: Yeah, it, it's has the possibilities of being a terrific division in terms of competition. Um, could easily if they have could, it's some really good coaches, and it, so and you, you love that. Mm. Yeah, I just um, I was surprised like, I, like a lot of people said this uh, this year so I'm not the only one I was surprised how much Josh Allen improved as I remember I went I went onto a podcast before the season one of the one of the hosts was a Bills fan and I said I, I thought he stinks I, I, I wasn't <laughs> I, I wasn't worried about the Bills so I thought he stinks and they, they wouldn't go anywhere with him but I was dead wrong I couldn't I was dead wrong on that he shocked the heck out of me good for him
0: yeah, he's he's had uh, some some year that's for sure. And talking yeah. about the quarterbacks and looking at the Patriots situation with your um, number crunching for the year past, I was going to ask one: Is um, did the Cam deal actually project come out as cheap as projected? You know, on the in the terms yeah. of the bonuses and things that he might have accumulated and the other part of it i was going to ask on the quarterback situation is the thing that's on everyone's lips is the deshaun watson trade i mean i can't see it even being a remote possibility but what does the number say and does that say otherwise but okay let's
1: let's go to kim kim had um he earned most of his active roster bonuses so and then he earned about half of his playtime incentives because his a lot of his playtime sense was tied towards playoff performance because the Patriots didn't make the playoffs he did not earn that so he could have earned up to seven and a half million dollars if he hit hit all of incentives and end up just list just under four million dollars okay and then so he he lost out on like three and a half million dollars but I just um, and the COVID thing really hurt him because he would have had if without the coat with if what that game he missed because of COVID, he probably would have got over the 90 percent percentile. That was that cost him about two about three hundred thousand dollars in in incentives.
0: Wow, it's, yeah, uh, it, it's funny when you just like go, ah, did you, it cost him about three hundred
1: thousand? You're like, wow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's like, but that's he's he's made over a hundred million dollars, he's not worried about the money, but but um. And then, yeah. So, for as for Deshaun Watson, I let's just say that he does get traded. I don't think he's going to get traded, but let's say I'm wrong. I can't see a scenario where the Patriots with the 15th overall pick beat out anyone, beat the people out with higher draft picks. For example, if I was the Jets, if I was the Dolphins, if I was the Panthers, I'd be like offering three number ones and something for the Sean. Mm. And so therefore, because, and then like for the jets have the number two and the dolphins have the number three pick. All right. How do you in order for the Patriots to, to beat them? They have to offer four number ones. Mm. So I, I don't see how the Patriots could win a, a bidding war. Um, and then I know people say who well, has a no trade clause. Hey, he could just say, I just want to go to the Patriots. Like, why How do you Why do you say that he wants to go to the Patriots? Is that just your hope as a Patriots fan? Do you have inside knowledge that he said <laughs> he's going to only go to play for the Patriots? It's, it's far more likely that a person from the South would want to play in the South.
0: Mm. Yeah. No, went to college
1: and he went to Cle- Cle- Clemson.
0: Yeah, that's right. It makes total sense that he, he would um... – stay down that way and it seems it's maybe why in part what you're saying there is the, why the Dolphins seem to be the front runners if it does happen at all because they're potentially you know the, the talk about offering up two uh, plus as you say they've got uh, the third overall um, pick, um, pick. by Houston so I mean they're kind of primed in the draft to to do what they want essentially same, same as the Jets because I, I don't see the Jets moving from Sam Darnold I might be wrong but
1: um I, I see I would laugh if they kept Sam, Sam Donald <laughs> <like>. <laughs> I, I, just, um,
0: I don't know. I just got, I thought I can just see them being although they've got Salah in the building and you know there there will be a culture change there, they're still the Jets and they can still do Jets type things. And keeping Sam Darnold trading back in the draft and doing, you know, doing that sort of thing would be a total Jets move.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: So if if the if the trade was to go ahead and they go right there you go take take the house. We're we're wanting Deshaun Watson. What kind of money are you do you think they're looking at for him?
1: Oh no, no, it, it wouldn't as a cap space he's only he, he would only cost them 10 million million on a cap this year.
0: Okay. So So he,
1: the, for the, for 2021 every t- every team in the NFL May all who do, who doesn't have an elite quarterback is going to go cap wise is going to go be in the market should be trading for Deshaun Watson because his cap number this year is so low $10 million. Um it's next to but he signed for for 2022 2023 2025 for an app. So if you you take you have 5 you get 5 years of him for around 29 million. million. <laughs> if I can you know, so which is if that's for his new team, all right. So that's so if you think he's like I do that he's a top five quarterback, $29 million is a bargain price.
0: That's like what you're paying for, what will be the price for one year essentially for a lot of the ones they'll be re
1: signing, isn't it? That's yeah, like, like, like for example, all the old, the old quarterbacks are now settled around $25 million, yeah, you know, like Brady, Breeze. They settled around rivers. They settled around. They said, "Hey, I'm twenty-five million dollars. So for four more doll, four million more dollars a year, you're getting a guy who's twenty-five years old, twenty-five years old, and yeah. the cap is gonna. So in his, and he's already fixed. He's got a fixed cost. So as the cap goes up, he's gonna take a less, a, a, a smaller percentage of the cap as the cap goes next next year, making him even a bigger bargain.
0: <laughs> so that's crazy for someone as Talented as he is, there.
1: yeah. There. So, but they have like, like they like um, my friend Troy um says, they got two months to figure it out. I'm not, and that's the thing, folks, about the off season. We're, it, as Patriots we're not used to having a, uh, an off season that's two months long. Like all <laughs> yeah. these things, like all these mock drafts and off season plans, they, I, they have to be conditional because, for example, if Deshaun Watson's traded, they go all those mock drafts. You've seen this year, this mm-hmm. month, prior to this, go out the window. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, like, and if your offseason plan is dependent on getting a player and he gets tagged, there goes your offseason plan. And we won't know who gets tagged until March 9th.
0: Mm. Yeah. As you say, that's normally no longer has the duck boats going back into the shed, but it's time to start <laughs> the season again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, if we look into next year, um, as it stands at the moment, we have a heck of a lot of um, free agents kicking oh, yes. around the team. Where, where do they even start with that? Is it do you do you have um, sort of projections yourself of certain players that you're already putting on the back burner, going right? They're definitely signing him. They're definitely signing them. So then that's going to leave you with X amount of capital left, or then. Going into free agency to look at other players from other teams and things. Where where do you think they're gonna go with that one?
1: I, I think they're gonna there's I think they say sign in David Andrews, the center. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think they're gonna sign him to like a three year deal. He's, gonna, he's actually gonna probably make two to three times as much as he's made in his prior contract. His prior contract he was averaging three million dollars a year. I think he's gonna get somewhere between six to ten million dollars. Three year deal that would make his cap number somewhere for first year, somewhere in a five to eight million dollar range. Um, so that's for David Andrews. I, we could just go if you want to go, let's why don't we just go through all the, the free agencies? Yeah, free go agents. for that. Okay, Nick Folk. <sighs> see, like if he, he could get tagged because the tag number for a kicker is so small, but I could see them signing them, signing them, but he would probably want. Like a guaranteed contract, like you know, something. But he could be signed. But he's he, for a kicker. I could see him signing some three to four million dollars. I'm saying so. That's let's say I could see that. I could see that happening. But I could see him go. All right. Brian Hoyer. I don't. I think he's. Go, I don't think he's coming back. Jason McCourty. I don't think he's coming back. Cam Newton. I don't think he's coming back. James Ferenc, He might come back on like on a veteran's minimum deal. So he's, you know, so that's very little money, less than a million dollars. Cody Davis, I don't think he's coming back. John Simon, I don't think he's coming back. Lawrence Guy, I think he's coming back. And so he's going to probably get around the same deal that he got last year for, for short a shorter year. For, I mean, last on his last deal, not last year, but, um, but I think he's coming back. Rex Brookhead, I think he might get signed, but he might get signed after he gets healthy. So I don't think he's going to get signed in March, but he might get signed closer to the start of uh, the regular season, All right? Um, Justin Bethel, he's going to probably get signed for around one and a half to $2 million. Brandon Copeland, I don't think he's coming. If he gets signed, it's the same deal that he signed last year. So it's a, about a million dollar cap hit. Terrence Brooks. Mm, I go back and forth with him I don't think he's coming back Joe Tooney, I don't think he's coming back I think he's going to get paid very well From someone else James White Oh, third contract I think he's going I don't think he's coming back But if he does come back, I think it's for About three and a half million dollars a year Shalik Kaloon Ooh. Oh man, um I know he's not coming back. Kyle Davis. Um, he's probably coming back for like a for the very minimum. Dante Moncrief. Hmm. <laughs> oh man. Um, probably for about one and a half million dollars. Um, my Jacob Johnson's of the EFRFA. This is Tendrum. Dietrich Wise is gone. Adam Butler's got a problem. He's the one to go. I don't know if he's going to come back or not, but he could get paid. I think he might end up being. I think he's going to get like seven to seven and a half to $10 million a year. Um, I don't know if he's going to get it from the Patriots. Jermaine Ulamor, I don't think he's coming back. Quincy Adler, I I don't think Quincy. Adobo Jao I think I probably pronounced his name correctly. <laughs> I think he's going to retire. You know, he's had, I don't think he's, you know, he's been on, ended up with three years on, three seasons on IR out of four. Mm-hmm. I think he's not good. And then JC Jackson, I think he's going to get a the first round 10, RFA tendo. So around about $4.7 million. So that's all the free agents. I mean, so I'm thinking maybe four or five of them get re-signed. So, David Andrews, Lawrence Guy, Adam, maybe Adam Butler, and a couple of special teamers.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, it's some list. Um, and as you go through it, um, player by player, there, it just kind of brings it home even more, doesn't it? Just how much the yeah, work they... they've got to do in the next couple of months.
1: Yeah. And like, um, so what the end of the year, last, last year with 18 players who were age 30 or older, right now only eight of them are signed for
0: 2021.
1: Hmm. So yeah. I, I so most of some of them, so like I actually in my spreadsheet, I don't know if, where he could see me, but you probably the people listening to this can't see me. So I'm looking at my spreadsheet, which is on my other computer, and I have it done I have it sorted by age. So that's mm-hmm. why I had Nick Folk first. Okay. Right? So okay. Um so <laughs> The, that's why I was like thinking, man, they're really not going to keep a lot of, like, if they want to go younger, they're not going to really keep resign all of those guys. Cause most of their free agents are in the older range.
0: Mm-hmm. So if I, if I skip back ever so slightly mm-hmm. to okay. Joe Tooney, um, it, it breaks my heart to say that he's not coming back because um, he's been one of my favorite players. He's, he's multi-talented, multi faceted. He loves soccer. He he supports the same team as I do, Manchester United. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, he does. He's um he's been on the British um it was a radio show, but the guys do a podcast as well. Um, okay, maybe about a year past Novemberish, I think. So I remember listening to it when it was dark at you know eight o'clock at night, dark sort of okay. thing. Okay, and yeah, he's a Manchester United fan. Loves his soccer like JJ Watt, although JJ can go. Do something else because he's a Chelsea fan, so <laughs> he's dead to me in that respect. Uh, okay. But yeah, with uh, with Joe Tooney himself, though, what, what sort of figure um, do you think
1: he's? I was looking at uh, I, okay. I want He's like he should get look around fifteen million dollars a year. All right, he should definitely. Um, for example, the highest paid life left guard right now is a guy named Andrew Norwell who signed his contract with the Jaguars in 2017. He averaged $13.3 million. And I'm just bringing up my spreadsheet. So he should, Joe Tooney should should probably get a $20 million signing bonus, have the first two years of his deal fully guaranteed. And so he was going to get, Close to $36 million In the first two years of his deal Alright, I don't see People, I don't see him as an Elite player taking a discount Because mm, no, literally Because uh, to tag him again Is going to be $17.7 million Alright, yeah. so that's the number He's, for when he's talking with negotiating with The Patriots, that's the number He's probably working off mm-hmm. Alright, and he's going to say Well, you paid me $14.4 million Last year You have to tag me, it's gonna be 17.7. All right, so that's 32 around 32 million dollars over two years. That's 16 million dollars average. That you know, saying he's gonna probably say, I want 16 million dollars, but he's but little that's not probably not gonna happen for a big bump. That would be big bump. So let's say he tries to even with a discount, give him 15 million dollars. I don't see the patriots paying that money, amount of money because they have. Shaq Mason, and if they sign David Andrews, all right, that's a lot of money for the interior offensive linemen. Mm, yeah. All right, you might say, and if you but you know, saying, and they have um, Michael Iwano and they got Justin Harron who looked to be looked to be starters on the offensive line. So I don't see that happening. I could be wrong. Um, I was dead wrong about him being tagged last year. So uh, I just want to be full disclosure on that. I had that wrong. I didn't think he get tagged. So I'd be I'd be surprised if he signs a long term deal, uh, with the Patriots.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I would agree with you. That's why I'm resigned to the fact he's leaving and just hoping that he does, um, you know, and he the- go he goes makes his money in two or three years and then he's still as good as he is in three years time and comes back to us. That would. That would okay. be the ideal, I think, from um, my I mean, personal perspective, anyway.
1: Okay. So, and the other thing people will ask me is, what about tagging them to trade them? I would oh, – if – I'm a person who advocates for the players. If I was his agent, I would say, screw that. I wouldn't I said – because in order to trade a player, you have to tag – you have to sign the tender. I said, why should I – if I – why should I sign the tender and allow you to declare – control where i want to go mm. all right you know what I'm saying and if they if they tag him to trade him that then his new team has to give up a draft pick he's gonna go so he's like his team is gonna be less have, will have less skills less talent less ability to get talent if they give up a draft pick so why so hopefully one of these days the players agent will say no if you're gonna tag me you and you and the only sole purpose of tagging me is to trade me I am not going anywhere. I will not sign the tag so you can trade me. I will sign the tag after the draft, and you, so you can't and so you can't trade me if you trade me as for as the next year's pick. So you might as well let me go to get the comp pick now. Yeah. I, but that's that's what I would do if I was an agent. Maybe, the, but maybe his agent won't feel that way. But the funny thing is, his agent signed his deal right away. Last year, his time is tagged right away. So maybe that tells you they're not on a a good relationship.
0: Mm, Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's a new job for you. You can go be his agent. (laughs) No. (laughs) You have to
1: pass, you have to have like uh, two degrees past your college degree. Wow. Yeah. And you have to pass, and it's like 25 months, and then you have to pass this test. And you have to pay $2,500 to pass the test, to take the test. I was like, what? Have I seen Because I've seen some of the questions on, I've seen some of the questions on the test to help, mm-hmm. you know, because um, some of that, some of that, some of some agent asked me some questions about the salary cap because they knew about me and then, and, and, and I helped them. like, you know, he wanted to make sure his answers to the test was right. I was like, whoa, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I, did, I didn't realize that, actually. To tell you the truth, that's yeah, yeah, that's you have crazy. To be a,
1: Yeah, you have to be like it's not a college; it's not just good enough to have a college degree. You got to have like a law, a law degree, and a master's degree, something
0: like that. Oh wow! Um, yeah. No, that's that is crazy. And with the the free agency itself as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there was the actual talk of you know that as it happens because it's the patriots and things oh we're going to sign beckham or you know there's this player and that player but do you think they'll go for someone top dollar and then kind of work from there or do you think they might go sort of mid-range you know get like a marvin jones or someone like that
1: instead of an alan robinson i think they're gonna get not not the top guy because a tough guy is likely to get tagged, all right? But I think you can get a several good players like a, a Curtis Manuel, a code, um, the guy, from the Davis Corey Davis from the from the, the Titans. You can get a, a Jano Smith as a tight end from the Titans. You can get maybe a, um, he's an older guy, um, but you know we need linebackers. The Patriots need linebackers, and so they're like a Levante David, so, so some guy who's not. Some player, the team, he may not be their team's best player, but he's not gonna get tagged. They, I see them signing three or four of those types, like the, not the top tier, but the next tier, and maybe they do sign one top tier guy. I'm not sure, like because I've, um, if they sign like a top tier wide receiver, like an Allen Robinson, all right, or a Chris Godwin, he, and then you pay him twenty million dollars, all right. You say, well, wow, that's a lot of money for a wide receiver. But if you think about it, he actually improves your wide receiver's room by four or five different positions. Because mm-hmm. your number one receiver got better, your number two wide receiver got better, your number three position got better, your number four position got wide and number five. So he could you could think of it as a bargain in that sense. If you get a number one like a an Alan Robinson or a Chris Godwin, and he's your number one, right Now Jacoby Myers is not your number one. He's like your number two. Well, so so now you made your so your number two position just got better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. You, do, you know what i so That I could see them doing something like that, or where they get um. Yeah, I I I see they could do something like that, and they could still afford. And and the thing about the cap is that the way they structure the deals, you hear them. Let's say if I say they did, let's say a five year, hundred million dollars deal for Allen Robinson. The way they structured the his cap hit for the first year would be $13 million. Because they usually have, thir- and then in the long term deals, big money, five years, the usual percentage of the cap that goes in the year one hit is usually 13%, around 13
0: to 14%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's a, a little insight I didn't know either. And something else I was going to ask, if you know or might not know, is what is this? and it's always bugged me and I've read up on it and it still makes no sense. What is the difference between guaranteed and fully guaranteed?
1: Right. Okay. All right. So <laughs> that's a great question. Okay. So when, a, for example, let's, let's do Joe Tooney. Okay. Let's pretend because he's going to get, he's going to get a deal from someone. He's going to get a deal that says at the beginning, 30, $30 million fully guaranteed, but $40 million guaranteed. So the $30 million guarantee is going to be the signing bonus he gets. It's going to be his 2021 salary. It's going to be 2022 salary. All right. Then he's going to have $10 million of his 2023 salary guaranteed for injury only. All right. So if he ends the 2022 season on IR and can't play, In 2023, or can't pass. More importantly, can't pass his physical at the end of the year in 2022, or the the first physically in 2023. His that ten million dollars is guaranteed. They the team, if they wanted to cut him, would still have to cut him, even if he cut him as is an injured player. All right. Okay. So most so there is a point in time for these contracts where sometimes that that ten million dollar injury guaranteed becomes fully guaranteed like for good players for great for good great, elite players that fully that that money gets fully guaranteed like a year before all right that's what happens with patrick mahomes deal he is, he's, got, he's he's got his he's a small relatively small small signing bonus
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? but his deal has a lot of rolling guarantees so he's pretty that 10 million for that 10 10 year 450 unless he gets hurt and like says a, a career ending he never gets never be able to play again he is likely to see all 450 million dollars of that contract all right so that's that's the difference between a fully guaranteed and guaranteed is the when that injury guaranteed and some players for some if you're a, a middle class guy or a low level player that injury guarantee may never become fully guaranteed. It's just fully ing- injury guaranteed. So it's it's a nice way to have um, for agents to fluff up the number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Basically, yeah. so, you know what I'm saying? If you don't get hurt, that having an injury guarantee doesn't help you at, at the year. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't help you at all. It doesn't, doesn't protect you at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes uh, total sense now. And it just takes that... For me, anyway, it just takes that one person or thing to explain it in such a way. And you go, ah, now I get it. That's, a, right. that's what it yeah, is. So, it's, no, it's, thank you for it's, that one.
1: Eight, like, for example, in March, when the, all these signings come up, they, they the agents fluff up the numbers big time. Like, they'll say, so folks, like, when they say up to, that's an indication that the deal has incentives or active roster bonuses, especially mm-hmm. for a person who's been on the IR, is the up you gonna see those up two deals because the teams gonna probably throw an active roster bonuses because that's they want to make sure they only want to pay the player if he's out active on the if he's active for the game.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot that, of
1: fluff. There's a lot of fluffing going on. Yeah, <laughs> like
0: that, like that cam deal. It was you know seven and a half if you want to fluff it up, or it's a million oh, yeah. if you just want yeah. to take it dead straight. You know, on the line that that's what he's getting like, sort of thing.
1: Like, 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 I don't like. Remember, you remember Shea McClellan, Mm-hmm. Who's a linebacker? He had like a five hundred thousand dollar Pro Bowl bonus. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, he was so he when this deal was announced, it was a they they included that in, the, in that five hundred thousand dollar bonus in his in the announcement. But he was never going to get that money.
0: No, no that <laughs> hey, that 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 was. Uh, I was having this exact conversation with uh, one of my friends last night about the Pro Bowl. And something like that for a player um must be so frustrating that it's not it's maybe a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, you know, the whole fan voting element of the Pro Bowl.
1: That, it, but, a, but the fans really don't affect this guy, um, Adam JT thirteen. He's figured out the fans impact on the vote. They say it's three there's three components, but the fans is really a small small portion of it I'll, okay so so it's really the players and the coaches in the in the who screw it up
0: okay we, so there's someone that screws it up somewhere then
1: <laughs> yeah someone screws up but it's not people like to blame the fans it isn't that isn't true it's the, it's the players and the coaches are screwing it up yeah. um i would personally have ev- i don't like the pro bowl incentives
0: no all right no just, i wouldn't just either be-
1: just because it becomes a name recognition game Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't know why an Asian would agree to it. Um, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, t- I wouldn't. But if I personally wouldn't do it. Um, it, it benefits the older players, players who are once you get it, you seem to get it again. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not sure that like I wouldn't like I'm like I love Matthew Slayer. I'm not sure he was the one I would have picked on the team. I, you know what I'm saying? That would have been Justin mm-hmm. Bethel on the t- for the Pages this year.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I get I get what you're saying, and yeah, um, it's that's part of the reason why. Because as you say, it kind of you know the name stuck from last year, so we'll, yeah. we'll pick we'll vote for him again this year. But for me, I I prefer looking who makes the the All Pro first and second um, yeah. team because to me that's a better judgment of um, how well that players done across the season rather than just yeah. some sort of oh well he's my friend i'll vote for him and he's vote for me so sort of yeah so yeah exactly um, no yeah um and just before uh, i'll let you go because i'm conscious of the the time i'm i'm taking up this afternoon um for anyone that's not sure why um why did you decide to take this on years and years ago that you would keep an eye on the actual the cap situation.
1: It's a funny story. Like, so um, I wish I had written, wrote this down, all right, <laughs> when this actually happened, right? So I, I know what happened, I just don't know the exact date. So one day I was reading in uh, Boston Globe, which is a newspaper here in, in Massachusetts, um, that Ted, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Ted Johnson. Um, has cap number was Let's was X Next day I read it in the Boston Herald Their competitor The Ted Johnson's cap number was Y <laughs> Alright I've always been pretty good in math So that didn't make any sense to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: So I decided Let me keep So let me keep track of myself And I've been doing it since then Like literally I decided I could do I could cover the Patriots salary cap Than the than the people who would, the the beat writers were doing it so i decided so i decided uh to do it i you know i asked people online to help me um so like back in the day i would you know say so people would forward me like r- clips and reports of things so um, back in the day so i would keep track and on my and so i'd keep so be, i would keep track and i would write those notes down and it helped me and then back in the day the NFPA NFLPA had public had made public some of their documents all right so you could download a PDF they would name they would not name the players in the in the documents but if you had like for example they said on the patriots there was a linebacker with 6 years experience who got this who had whose cap number who's got this deal well if you kept track, if I since I knew who was on the Patriots, I knew how many linebackers I would need to easily figure out who had six years. It was easy for me to figure out that blind that I that certain player. <laughs> saying so? So I could I was doing a lot of reverse engineering some with my cap numbers. Um, so and then I started once I started um, getting more known in the media, and then fans. I, then I started to. Once I started, once the cap, once the caps started getting more and more known, there was more reports about the cap and the cap contract details as part of the, as, as in the part of the media. If, would I have done this if I lived in Green Bay? No, because when I was started, um, because when I started doing this, there was a guy, Bob McGinn, I don't know if you... Bob McGinn, he used to have all the. He used to do this for the for the Packers, and his number was always. He had all the numbers, so if the if the Boston Riders was good as was as good as Bob McGinn with the salary cap, I would not do this. It just happens. That I was born in Cambridge, Mass. That's why I'm a Pages <laughs> fan. You <know>, say, so, <laughs> yeah. So, that, so that's literally I would. It, it literally is where I was born, and the fact that the beat writers the boston beat writers at the time when i started thinking about it were really really were in my opinion really weren't doing a good job of explain uh, explaining the cap
0: yeah that, i mean that makes total sense that um you would you've seen that and going well hold on a second you know who's telling the truth here i'm just going to go and investigate and i'll figure it out for myself it, make, it makes total sense and then yeah i guess it's, it's like it's I guess it just became it, a labor of love for you as well. How's that? It?
1: Yeah, it's, 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 I've been doing this for like over 20 years. It's, um, so like, I'm like, like you said, I am like somewhat of a celebrity inside, <laughs> you know, saying? like, hmm. like I'll never forget, yeah, totally. like some, like, and like my sister, uh, you know, my, somebody real asked my sister one time, are you related to Miguel Benzain?" You're know, saying, and, and she said, and she said, yes. And the guy says, Oh my god, I just love him. He's on you know, he he knows so much about the salary cap. And she was like, Wow, you know, she was like blown away by that. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, what I'm saying, um, so that was that's that that part, of that story from my sister just cracked me up because she was like, <laughs> you know, <what> I'm saying
0: <laughs> uh, totally it would, it would be, you know, you get a little uh not fangirl
1: moment, but you know what I mean. <laughs> just like,
0: ah, oh, someone knows me because of that. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: I, I was I went like I went to um, I go to training camp when we have training camp, and someone from the other other part of the world came by and, and I said, here, I'm sitting in this section," and they came by look for me. That was just amazing. Yeah, just to oh, say hi. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm saying so like that's just it was just amazing and, and, and it's funny. They were funny person. The funny they were the first person in line for that for that for that um, session.
0: Mm. Well, uh, next time I get across, I'll come say hi for sure.
1: All right, I live in Connecticut. I'll, I'll you don't have to meet me in Connecticut. I'll, I'll drive. I'm from Massachusetts, so I always go to Massachusetts.
0: Cool. Um. So lastly, before I let you go, Miguel, um, is there anything, as it stands of today, that you've picked up on through the media or anything that you you know you would like to address before I let you get out of here?
1: I I. Th- I know that's quite a loaded question, I know, really. I know, it's a loaded question. I'll just <laughs> say this. The Patriots have, my, my by number, $60 million in cap space. They can easily create some, create some more. If they decide to spend the cash, they could sign a good number of free agents. If they hit on their draft, this team should make the playoffs and should... Can be a playoff contender going forward they have to get a quarterback how they'll do it i have no idea i don't follow the draft i do i do regr- i am still bewildered they lost a third round pick for what happened with the bengals i i was in the reason i'm unhappy about it is because you could use that third round pick to move up from 15 to something to, to 10 mm. and that's you know, saying that was the that's the difference between ten and fifteen is a third round pick, and mm-hmm. that's what you know what saying. So that and that's what that's what drives me up crazy. I <laughs> as that's all I got to say. I mean, I didn't. I'm happy they won six six Super Bowls in my lifetime. I, I I'm used. To, I'm as you can see in my gray hair. I'm a little bit older than some of the people. So I'm used to seeing them have losing seasons. I'm used to seeing that. So I'm like, they win six Super Bowls. I'm, ha- I'm more than happy. Um, we'll see what happens. I do think that hopefully they'll do something clever with the salary cap wise. Mm. I would like to see them go back because of 2015. We don't know what yet the 2021 cap number will be. But if it stays at 170 projected at the floor of 175, Maybe they'll go back to using the, the option bonus for some of those deals to, make, to sign the players. Hmm. Um, that's all I got to say. I mean, I'm an optimist. So it is what it is. I just, I'm, I could see the people who want to be negative. It is, let's folks remember, folks, that Bill Belichick's been doing this for 20 years. But what has happened in the last three years is not a reflection. Let's just don't jump on what happened in the last three years, but judge them on the whole body of work.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's I would concur with that. It's it's definitely something that we need to remind ourselves on and you know if we have a few barren years and we just make the playoffs and uh and you know go out the first round then you know so be it for a little while. It it swings in roundabouts and then and the good times will roll again one day, but we've just got to take what it comes in the chin in the meantime, don't we?
1: Yeah. It's just sit back and enjoy it. It's Six years. You can watch just rewatch the, the Super Bowls.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <don't... laughs>
1: well, right. Miguel, so thank me, you. can I ask you a question? Yes, of course. Manchester United. Are they good? The I, I don't were. follow Suck at all. I don't, they were. Niece, they,
0: they, were. Okay. they were basically the equivalent of the Patriots because um, Sir Alex Ferguson, their old manager, managed them for about twenty years as well and one off the top of my head, I think it's about 15 league titles or something like that in 20 years, wow. um, give or take. Yeah, if the figure's not right, I know that, as soon as I've said it, but it's there. <laughs> plus, there plus, there's the other cup competitions. They won in Europe a couple of times, um, playing Barcelona, Real Madrid, whoever. They, they've won in Europe a couple of times as well. So, yeah, it's basically, if you take the Patriots and the Brady era, of that success over that period of time take that into soccer for united and that's basically what happened and then since then since 2015 i think it was he decided to retire because he's uh, uh, about 80 years old now so i think he's about 75 at the time um yeah he decided to um quit the day job and go and enjoy retirement and yeah it's been a bit of a, a of, we've had a couple of cups here and there a couple of successes but nothing major you know it would right. be like and, be the equivalent of the patriots going back to winning a couple of divisional titles and maybe an afc championship but not okay. actually winning the super bowl that kind of thing.
1: okay okay all right and how did you become a Patriots fan i i, I was born here so like i i have no, you know I'm saying that makes the most like so like you're you're from england right uh
0: scotland Scotland, sorry. Yep, no, no, it's cool. Um uh, I became a Patriots fan because basically picked it, put my finger on the map. Um <laughs> the <laughs> the the long and That's short story because uh um the long and short story is that I have a rare blood condition that reacts with sunlight. Um so I can't really be in hot weather. Although I go on hot holidays, I've been to Mexico a couple of times in recent years and that I'm not the biggest fan of it i tend to go so i can just i just like the heat nobody likes cold really unless right right you know even in massachusetts or buffalo or somewhere you don't like the cold that much although it's fun i love
1: the the four seasons you know saying so
0: yeah well i i would love to live it's part of the reason why i fell in love with massachusetts and new england area in general because you actually get four seasons over here we get Two and a half, possibly. Oh, <laughs> we hardly get. We get like three days of summer. We don't get winter where it's fo- three feet of snow. It's just rain or sleet or ice, or you know, oh. it's it's just almost the same all year round in Britain. And so yeah, it was kind of. I didn't want to pick a southern team because of the heat. Because if I went okay. over there, unless you were going in New Orleans or somewhere where it's an indoor stadium, it'd be okay. Um, didn't want to go west because um the time difference i thought no i'm not staying up till stupid o'clock in the morning because of the west (laughs) so i wanted an eastern team went north looked around was like well i don't want to pick a new york team because that's like the cool thing to do um so yeah ended up with new england there you go that's a good choice yeah exactly. thank you
1: thank you thank you alright um, um, so folks, cool could... but
0: before I let you go Miguel if you want to share on your socials and things uh, in, yeah. it, where can people find you at?
1: I'm on Twitter at PatsCap. Cap so it's at P-A-T-S C-A-P I hope my Boston accent hasn't thrown off your listeners
0: no totally not I wouldn't have expected so not being a Patriots podcast
1: Because it's the funniest thing when people talk to me on the phone, man, you must be from Boston. (laughs) (laughs) I totally hear
0: it coming across, but no, that's totally cool. And uh, thank you very much for your time. And we'll revisit uh, this again soon, I'm sure.
1: All right. Take care and stay safe. God bless. Perfect. You too. Take
0: care, Miguel. And that was, of course, myself, Matt with Miguel Benzon a.k.a. Pat's Cap. And once again, thank you very much to Miguel for taking the time out for this episode. And I'm sure we'll get him back over the next two or three months, especially as we get towards free agency and the draft and how much each player will cost us and all that jazz against the cap. And when we know the cap space for the 2021 season a bit more as well, his knowledge will be invaluable on this podcast going forward for Pat's Chat UK. Um I just want to quickly apologize for a bit of the technical issues at the beginning of this episode. Um, It it unfortunately happens with remote recording sometimes. Um, You'll see as the episode goes on that it does get fixed and we are in sync a bit more, but there might be, you might notice a little bit of lag um, at the start of the conversation at least. So apologies for that, but um, bear with it because it does get fixed as the episode goes on. And just the usual before we get out here, folks, it's remember to rate, review and subscribe. Tell your mates, tell your friends, tell your husband, wife, whoever it might be um, that you listen to Pat's Chat UK, the one and only and best Patriots podcast in the UK. Chuck us a five star review if you can and whatever application um, that you use. If you want to chat to us on the socials, um, if you want to tag us and that you've been listening to episodes or share it on your Instagram or whatever, um, both Twitter and Instagram is at Pat's Chat UK. If you want to speak to myself, it's at Matt Inkster and for Jake, it's at Jake Paul Design. And yeah, I think that's about it folks. So thank you very much for tuning in to this one. There is another one that's dropped with myself and Jake at the same time. So Depending on which one you've listened to, hello and goodbye. And yeah, until next time you hear from us, um probably next week if you listen to this one second, or vice versa. Whatever, it doesn't really matter. Um anyway, I'll get out your hearts for now and we'll speak again soon.